Welcome back, everybody, to the Jets Way podcast. I'm Jake Simone, joined here once again by Sean Kennedy. Sean, it's that time of the year again. What's going on? I can't believe it. Week one is literally a few days away, and uh, I'm ready for your pain, and I'm sh- and I'm sure you are too. Maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe, but probably not. We've seen, We've seen this movie before. We can tell you how it ends. It's been the past ten years of no playoffs, no really anything. Maybe one ten win season, one winning season in ten years. That's and of course they don't make the playoffs in a ten and six <laughs> season. So. We'll see, man. This is probably the least excited I've been for a season in quite some time. I'm not going to lie. I'm not too excited. I mean, I'm, I'm, I honestly agree with you. Like, I was thinking about it like last year's hype. I mean, it was, there was a lot of hype for last year, but I would say. But like we just fell down to earth. We lost a bunch of players. Like rosters worse probably. And uh, yeah, the excitement level is just not there. It's, it's not there. Maybe whenever my expectations for this franchise are at an all-time low, they seem to outdo themselves. Because I remember remember when we had Rex in the year where we were predicted to finish 32nd. Worst record. Right, worst record. Rex was in his last year, they all thought, and they went 8-8. Eight and eight. We're like, wow, we got Geno yeah. Smith, a franchise quarterback, rookie, first year. <laughs> Let's go. A whole offseason cap space, draft picks, and yeah, that. So yeah. – Let's get into it, man. So the first thing I want to start off with has nothing to do with the Jets' 53-man roster, which we will for sure get into and we'll for sure break down the game in Buffalo that's happening this weekend. But Manish Mehta. Manish Mehta, who we have discussed at length at the show, which, by the way, Logan Ryan, good good call there, Manish. Where's where's Logan Ryan playing football this year? He's playing in the other locker room at MetLife Stadium with the Giants, but – we were real close to signing him, supposedly. It was all but done. Manish no longer has his media credentials covering this football team. The New York Jets told Manish Mehta, stay home. You're not allowed to come here and cover this football team anymore. Can't say I'm all too surprised. Me neither. I mean, he's been causing a ruckus for a while. Um, Like you said, the Logan Ryan thing. A lot of – I think he's had a lot of – misses the last few you know he's been wrong on a lot and he's like he's too extreme you know what i'm saying like when Gaze came here he, he paraded him around like he was some great offensive mind then there was a heel turn somewhere with him i guess and then he was like extremely against Gaze. so like that's probably what did him in and i saw it was like the nfl who actually took his uh credentials away it wasn't the jets the jets had to have played a role a saying it yeah 100 had to i think the whole burner account thing was Definitely the straw that broke the camel's back there because anytime that just looked bad. That a story that Manish published is being tweeted out by a burner account before Manish tweeted it. We could we could put two and two together. And I'm sure the NFL did an at length investigation into that. And exactly. Manish probably set up an Adam Gase burner account under Adam Gase's son's name. And you could tell Manish Meta always had an agenda. And he does exactly. a lot of people read the stuff he writes. I'll tell you, he does a good job there. A lot of, we're talking about him now. We're not talking about Brian Costello or Rich Cimini or Connor Hughes. We're talking about Manish Mehta. So we're talking about him, and that's exactly what Manish wants. So, um, yeah, Manish will not be asking any more questions to the football team. He will have to watch 
the other ones do it, and he will tweet it out after he sees it and provide us with the garbage editorials that he writes with Adam Gase, all of a sudden, the Messiah, Savior, now should be out of a job, according to Manish. But Todd Bowles was doing such a good job for all those years, finishing 5-11, and 11, and Mike McCagnan had a plan, according to Manish. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, sure. he literally paraded Adam Gase around like he was the savior of the franchise. It was a clown tweet then. It's a clown tweet now. And he's just acted the same way his whole time covering the Jets. And it's funny because you just think that he wanted Bowles and McCagnan here. Why? Because he always seemed to have a scoop with Adam Gase. Manish went out the window. It went out the window. He, the gravy train was over for him getting the scoop. He didn't have his sources inside that building anymore. So he was in a moment of rage. But, yeah, the rest of the Jets beat, though. Adam Gase is going to do a great job this year, and it doesn't matter if the Jets are <laughs> terrible because this doesn't matter. It's a throwaway season. They're punting on the season. So, But that's that's a whole discussion for another day. Let's see how the games play out. So, anyway, before we discuss this 53-man roster, the Jets came out with captains today. They're going to go with Marcus May and Steve McClendon on the defensive side of the ball. No surprises there, but McClendon was a captain last year. He seems to be the – Emotional leader on defense. Marcus May is now the quarterback yeah. of the secondary, so no surprises there. And then on offense, you have Sam Darnold, I hope. And the biggest surprise of them all, George Fant, who <laughs> not a fan of. I was very surprised by this. What was your reaction? I was also I was also pretty surprised. I mean, Le'Veon seemed like he had the right head on his shoulders, but like we were talking before, like who knows what the players think about him? And uh, yeah, Fant first year here, and he's not too much of a proven player, so it was kind of weird. But hopefully, he he's like a leader in the locker room and stuff. And comes to that. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because Joe Douglas was talking on I forget what it wasn't with Boomer and Carton this morning. It was not Boomer and Carton. Wow, Boomer and Geo. Um, <laughs> Throwback. Still force a habit. Yeah. He'll be back soon, Craig Carden. Mark my words. I think so too. Yeah. But anyway, he was talking somewhere. I want to say it was the Michael K show, one of those platforms where they said, Joe, in the offseason, you really went hard with the offensive line. You didn't talk about getting the best players. You talked about getting the right players. I wonder if Fant fit that mold. It makes me think maybe, just maybe. This guy could play a little bit, and he might not be the best, but he might be the right fit. So that's going to be interesting, to say the least. And I like him more as a right tackle than a left tackle. And Becton apparently has gotten raved reviews from everybody at practice to say Becton is holding his own. I'm excited to see it, to say the least. Maybe he could be a captain next year. Who knows? And yeah, uh, I mean, fu- yeah. The offensive line obviously has to step up this year, and like, hopefully that's the first good, good sign for it. And uh... – he can hold down right tackle because I agree with you. He's definitely not a left tackle. No, absolutely never. Never. And uh, finally, the Jets' uh, other captain on special teams is Matthias Farley. Special teams needs a captain. We're not going to make Sam Ficken a captain yeah. that much right now. I don't know. How, <laughs> how, before we get into the 53, my God, how? what are, what are we going to do for a kicker around here, man? How many to- How many missed field goals did we need to see last year? We literally lost the first game of the season because the kicker stunk. But I guess, no, it's all good. Steven Hoschka's out there, unemployed. Gostowski was without a job all summer. Suckup was without a job all summer. 
But no, we, we're going to go with Sam Ficken. That's who we're going into battle with. Lovely. Yeah, that's that's brutal. It's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna hurt to watch field goals this year because we're not gonna have a good feeling on any of the field goals. No. <laughs> Hopefully, and especially if it's a close game. Oh my goodness. No, never. I will never trust Sam Ficken in a big kick. Yeah. It's Nick Foles no a free agent though. I maybe he's a little washed, but I would go sign Stephen Hoshka right now without hesitation. Really? I mean, Buffalo wants to sign all of our old offensive linemen. What are they? They're visiting. Yeah. They're we're gonna get into the cuts, but they had Jonathan Harrison in, who I really. I'm surprised the Jets got rid of. They had to keep this Josh Andrews character. Yeah. Where I've never where I've never seen him before in my life. But John Harrison, dare I say, played a, a average at times last year on that terrible offensive line. He was that better than a lot me. of options. He was definitely better than a lot of options. And didn't the Bills get um Brian Winters too? Yep. And yep. the Bills also signed ex Jet. I think he retired now though. Was uh, Spencer Long? Yeah, remember him where he couldn't snap the ball. Yeah, to Sam Darnold. That's what that's what Sam Darnold has yeah. to deal with centers that can't snap too. Yeah, but haven't uh, have a good, haven't had a good center since Mangold. It's brutal. No, I hope that changes to McGovern, man. I really do. Yeah, me too. But any, it's tough because we can't really analyze the cuts because there's 16 players on the practice squad. Because who really gets cut? Where you're like, oh man. That guy should have made the team. I wish we kept – Jonathan Harrison's really the only guy for me where I'm like, wow, we should have kept him. I was surprised he was cut, actually, because the offensive line has been very inconsistent, and he's, like, at least shown he could play good ball. Yeah, and the, the players love him. Sam Darnold said, like, wow, I'm shocked. This has been a guy that's like a brother to me. He's been here my whole time. You need to have some con- continuity around that guy, man. You can't have new faces every year around an inexperienced quarterback. It just can't happen. So that that was my only issue there. My my biggest issue with the roster cuts, and you could tell me if you agree with this, was our lack of activity on the waiver wire because there were some guys out there who we could have brought in here to help this football team that would have been upgrades. We just didn't seem to do it. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of fans wanted uh, Hakeem Butler. I wanted, want I wanted Hakeem Butler, and I wanted one of the Eagle corners, Douglas or uh, Sidney Jones. Wasn't Douglas there for those drafts? So he probably knew what they were about. Or maybe he I was think. just being cheap. And then Hakeem Butler, too, like as much as like of a talent he is, like he's still unproven, you know what I'm saying? He's unproven, but I'll tell you what. He's a lot better than this Josh Malone character on the practice squad or Jeff yeah. and Vincent Smith. I'd much rather see him. Yeah. And dare I'm I say him, why not take a shot? I dare I say Chris Hogan too. We know what Chris Hogan is. We don't know what Hakeem Butler is. That's very true. But this this wide receiver depth chart, man, it, it is good to see Brashad Perriman and Denzel Mims back at practice. I don't know what to make of Mims this year. Me neither. What, I mean, he what do we expect? Have a camp at all? So this is like his really first week practicing. But yeah, like the first time Gase saw him run routes was like a few days ago. That's so I not mean, good. I expect yeah, exactly. It's very definitely not good for a rookie's first season. And uh, it sounds like he's going to start off the bat. Who knows like how many snaps he'll get? But he can still be productive to get like not as like his ceiling wise, but. I think he could be a good player this year because he he's like the physical talent. You know what I'm saying? He has like the raw skill to do it. He's the most talented receiver on the depth chart, which says absolutely nothing. That's yeah, that how you put much. it. Doesn't 
it doesn't mean anything to be the most talented receiver on this depth chart. But my whole thing is Perriman you're banking on was hurt already. Mims, a rookie, it is what it is. He didn't have any injuries in college, so hopefully this isn't a, a sign of things to come. But Perriman's had a long injury history, which is why he's been on – what what is this, third team now? So yeah. this is his fourth team. Ravens, fourth. Browns, Bucks, Bucks Jets. Yeah. So this is what you surround Sam Darnold around? Look at every <laughs> I mean, quarterback in this league, man. It's embarrassing. It's not good. I mean, we've talked about it like not good. a lot, how poor the uh, surrounding cast is around Sam. But I'm like, like, like we said before, like our expectations for the season aren't high, but like I'm still excited to watch the Jets play football on Sunday when it comes down to it and to see Sam out there. And hopefully the offense does look good because I have faith in Perriman. Like, I think he has a higher ceiling than Robbie Anderson. I know you would obviously rather Robbie with Sam and stuff. But Sam hasn't had too much chemistry with Mims and Perryman off the bat because they've both been injured. But I'm so excited to watch them play. And I think it – I mean, it's tough because no preseason and stuff, but we'll see. I have no faith in Prashad Perryman. <laughs> I, I just don't. I don't think three games at the end of last year helped me win a fantasy championship. But other than that, what it – just I can't get behind it, man. I really can't. Two guys that didn't practice basically all summer. A guy that was unemployed two weeks into training camp. Jamison Crowder, a nice player who I like. Chris Herndon, who's never available, who's – thank God he's available. I mean, was it the other day in practice where he couldn't breathe or whatever? He had to get taken off the yeah. – put him in bubble wrap already. No, nah, right? seriously. Don't take any chances. Uh, I would have loved Hakeem Butler. I would like Taylor Gabriel. I would love to get Bra- this Braxton Berrios guy. Get rid of him, too. I <laughs> Come on, man. Make Ashton Davis the return, man. What? Why do we need to see Braxton Berrios again for another year? No, nah, it's true, but... Because he Herndon, likes Adam Gase? If Herndon stays healthy, like that's going to be like so big for Sam. It's not even funny. But like Sam has Herndon. He has Lev Bell. Hopefully, Beckton can be something. You know what I'm saying? He has, he has something to add off next year, at least. The offensive line not having a preseason is going to be yeah, it's going to be awful. And I haven't heard good things about the offensive line. Really, I mean, like some of those reporters haven't really been saying good things about the offensive line. Yeah, I don't care what those reporters say. To be honest with you, Um, I do. It it does hold weight that Becton's held his own because if he was horrible, you know, the headline would be "Oh, Becton stinks." Becton sinks, and it would be a big joke. So I'm gonna. I'm going to take that seriously. But other than that, it's just hard. This 53-man roster is so devoid of talent in key positions. Like, we need a receiver. We need a pass rusher. We need a cornerback. We need a running back. We need a lot of things that are big impact players in this league that every good team has. We don't have any of those guys. Why do you say running back? We run with Bell. A lot of teams run with two runs. Frank Gore is not getting the job done. You look at every good team, they have two good running backs. We got Piran too. Oh, come on. He's hurt. He's he's hurt too. They're going to put Josh Adams up on Sunday. 
I didn't know he was hurt. He's hurt. He got hurt hurt in that stupid green and white scrimmage that they do. They carted him off, and he's hurt with his ankle. Oh, man. So I'm sure he'll be out for God knows when. And then when they probably trade Bell at the trade deadline, they'll put him back there for some garbage time. And if he plays well, they're they're probably not going to draft the high-end running back. So it is what it is. I think Gore might get his snaps because it's Adam He's going to. But the lack of RB depth hopefully gives Le'Veon his fair share. They're not going to give Le'Veon his fair share this year, man. Jake, we got to go into the season He's with not, clear they're, they're, minds. They're not. I'm telling you, it's going to be clear a clear minds. It's going. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a. I told my friends this when they drafted him on their fantasy teams. I'm saying it's going to be a committee approach with this backfield because we are coached by an incompetent idiot. I think it'll be it'll be seventy thirty. Seventy five I don't know, man. This guy is pretty dumb. I mean, we got to see how Gore can play, too. Gore, I already know how Gore I can mean, play. I mean, obviously, he's, he's washed and shit and stuff, but, like, we got to see it. I, I I, did see it last year with Buffalo in the second half of the year where he looked awful. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe they didn't play um, Singletary over him. I, I would lose my mind over that. Well, Singletary did get hurt in the beginning of the year last year. He did, but they would still give Gore, like, reps, like, in big spots, too. It's really bad. But anyway, on to the defensive side of the ball. Marcus May is the captain of the defense with Steve McClendon, as we alluded to before. Pass rusher. I have some hopes for Terrell Basham. Not that hot. It's like there's nowhere this group could go but up. I like Jordan Jenkins. He's playing for a contract next year, so who knows? Maybe he could surprise some people. Quinn Williams, you know how I feel about him. I think he's a bust. Steve McClendon, nice first and second down player, contributes nothing in the pass rushing department. Uh, Zaniga's on the IR, lovely. By the way, let's get into this draft class because first three picks look like players. Becton, Mims, Ashton Davis, who I think is going. We'll get into him later on. I like Ashton Davis a lot. He looks like a player from what I hear. and what Just it kind of get the vibe from him that he's a player. I don't know why. You ever get that about someone? No, nah, for sure he's – Super athletic, and I think they could probably like move him around the field in different spots. So I'm definitely excited to see him play. Yeah, absolutely. But other than that, from this draft class, we have Zaniga, IR. We passed on Brian Edwards, the receiver, who I liked a lot, from South Carolina. He's apparently tearing it up for the Raiders in training camp. I did see that. Yeah, he's looking yep. good. He's looking good. But, no, we needed another pass. We needed another cheap pass rusher. Get, you know what I'm saying? They love picking yeah. pass rushers in the third round, but in the earlier rounds, they just seem to ignore the position. So we got Zaniga. We got James Morgan mowing the, mowing the lawn, probably at practice. Who knows what he's doing? <laughs> um, Bryce Hall, non-football injury list, whatever that means. Um, the punter, we'll see what he does. Other than I saw him. ESPN ranked as number one for special teams. Who? ESPN ranked us not ranked us number one for special teams. Oh yay! Well, also, are they sure? Sam Ficken as our (laughs) kicker. I mean, the kicker would would make you think, yeah. But I mean, who knows? I mean. I'm not ready to jump off a bridge about any of these draft picks right now. I mean, if Brian Edwards I am. turns into a guy, 
and Zuniga never plays a game, like then you get but we gotta we gotta wait. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm waiting to jump off the bridge this season. The moment the offense looks awful, I'll be there. But like, I'm not it's gonna, gonna be the first quarter on Sunday. I mean, yeah, I don't I don't what are your expectations for Sunday? Well, that's for later on in the program, man. <laughs> Come on now. We gotta we gotta talk about this fifty three man roster. But special teams, again, pretty terrible. Uh, I don't care whatever what this ESPN report said. Is this like the ESPN or I don't know? The ESPN did rankings for like offense, defense, and special teams. Special teams. They might have felt bad for us and put us as number one for something. <laughs> but um, five quarterbacks on this roster, pretty terrible. Uh, none of them are any good besides the starter. Just hope Sam stays healthy. <laughs> yeah, That's Joe all I got to say. Once Flacco's healthy, can we please get rid of David Fails? I never want to see yeah. David Fails again in my entire so life. Bad. I don't want to see him. Like, I, I don't want to have to talk about him. I don't want to have to see him. I don't want to have to think about him. Get rid of him. He stinks. Stinks. I mean, even with Flacco, like, hopefully he never has to play. Hopefully he never has to play, but just get rid of David Fails. That's all I ask. Mike White, whoever that is, that sounds like a uh, real estate agent. <laughs> and James Morgan, a waste of a draft pick. I'm sorry. I'll come out and say it. You're you're rushing to judgment there. I'm rushing to judgment because it's true. We need receivers, and we're picking backup quarterbacks. We'll see, man. We'll see. Sorry to sound whiny, but this is it's <laughs> like I just know that the pain's coming, man. No, I know because like, what we were saying with the roster, like it's really not a good roster. But uh, yeah, we just got to see a step forward. Like this is a big year for Sam, so that'll be a huge thing to watch this year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if he can just play, like, actually tape, like, a solid step forward, like, hopefully he can make up for some he has inefficiencies. To. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's he a big has year. to. Big year. He has to. He has to take a step forward because there's – he can't really go back, dude. There's nowhere to go, nah. Back against He's the wall. He's got to go up. And I just – I but... see it now. He has a good – he has a good year, and they're like, Gase, really elevated him. <laughs> I mean, Gase brought Douglas in, so I think no matter what, it's going to take a lot for Douglas to get rid of him, honestly. But who – Joe Douglas, I, everyone just wants to anoint everything he does. That receiver depth chart yeah. is embarrassing. Yeah. No, like it's – Embarrassing. It's, it's too soon for everything. Like it's too soon to t- – No, it, it's, the bridge not, and it's, it's not too soon, soon to for anoint, But here's my thing. Anoint anybody. It, it, it's not it's too soon. Field. It's not too soon. That depth chart is horrible. Horrible. It's it's not hard to luck into some wins in the National Football League. It don't matter Bad if they luck into win, wins. Can win the games. All right, but that does not excuse the lack of activity to surround Sam Darnold with playmakers. It's embarrassing. No, I, I mean, the I Jets have the worst the skill position receiver. players in the NFL. The nah, worst. Who has worst? I ones? mean, they're up there. No, nah, they're not for sure up there. It, they're by I far mean, the not, worst. Not every team has a Le'Veon Bell, a Chris Herndon. Yeah, they, every team. Is I don't at think least we're the worst, but we're like a hundred percent. The Jets are the worst, man. A hundred percent. The Jets are the worst. Like, who are the who are the Dolphins' weapons? Uh, the Dolphins have Jordan Howard and Matt Breda, two serviceable backs. I get it; they're Mike not Lady on Bell. Mike Gesicki. They have Devontae Park. Devontae Park. It would look like Jerry Rice yeah, compared nah. to our receivers. And they yeah, have Preston Williams. We Preston saw Williams. Pre- we saw what Preston Williams did to the Jets secondary last year. Yeah. But like, it's. I'm taking I'm taking Lev over their fucking backfield up 
Sorry. And then I'm, <laughs> nah, taking, uh, I'm taking Herndon over Gazeki, obviously. But I mean, it's there's there's two oh. ways to go because Herndon oh, was out all last year. You, you, you skip the wide receivers, healthy. though. No, no, I no, like th- even with Herndon, like as high as the ceiling is, like he played like two snaps last year. Exactly. So why are we taking him over Mike Gasecki? I mean, I, I still am hundred percent. The Jaguars well, like, have better weapons than us. Obviously, not at running back, but they had. Uh, I would take Fournette, DJ Chark, Lavisca Chenault, and over, uh, over our big three on offense. Westbrook, who's their other one? Chark. Westbrook, Chark, Chenault, who they drafted. Who I wanted badly for us, but didn't make it to us, so I can't get on Douglas for that. If Chenault was on the Jets, the sky would be flying. Isn't he hurt too? I don't know. I don't. I don't keep up with the Jaguars. <laughs> I just wish the Jets had the Colts situation, or the Two. Browns, or the Bills. The Browns is a little bit of a headache for me. I mean, there's there's a lot of personalities on that team, but like it's a the headache. Talent, like it's the Browns headache. turnaround from like the year before Baker got there to now is like insane. Insane. Insanity. Hopefully, we could do something like that. Hopefully, we could. So, Sean, let's get into our expectations for the overall season before we get into the first game of the year in Buffalo on Sunday. That should just be so much fun. But what do you think this Jets team? Week before the season. Week before the season. So I'm trying to phrase this question properly right now. What do you think their record is? And what do you think happens at the end of the season? Okay. Um, record wise, I'm leaning six and ten. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll say six and ten because the schedule is tough. Let's be honest. Uh, an expectation for the end of the season, you said? I mean, if we're six and ten, Gase has to go. Oh, gee. But, but like, I don't have faith in Douglas doing that. I mean, the fans are going to be it's screaming. It's not up to him. But, like, bro, the fans were screaming for it five weeks into the season last year. Even though, yeah. like, as, as awful as the offense looked, like, that's still bizarre. Yeah, I agree with you there, but I think he's gone after this year. I, they go I, six, right. I think he's gone. I, I don't think ownership right. cannot – PSL, listen, you got to remember this, though. This is very, very important. There's no fans in the stands this year. They don't have to sell PSLs. The ownership lucked out there. Next year, people have a whole year without buying PSLs since season tickets. It's time for them to renew. They spent – keep in mind, they went a whole year without attending a Jets football game. If they can go a whole year, I think they can make it too. And if you have this guy back here after going 6-10, and 10, like you just said, the fans are not buying into that. He's gone. So, on to my predictions. I'm going out on a limb here. I'm going to give them four wins. This is a 4-12 and 12 football team. This team – is not going to be very competitive. They might surprise you and win a game that they shouldn't win. Like let's let's take an example here. What's what's a game that can get people excited early in the season? Don't they play Denver on a Thursday night when Denver doesn't have to travel? So. It's not a full so. week. It's a short week for Denver, so they're they're coming. Yeah, they'll win that game. They'll smoke Denver, <laughs> and everyone's going to say, "Wow, this team's ready to go." They the the Jets. That'll probably be their first win of the year. And everyone's going to be back. Oh, this they're ready. They just needed a couple weeks with the offensive line. <laughs> the receivers, they're all on the same page now. 
yay, sticking, and they'll show up the next week. I don't care who they play. I don't know off the top of my head, and they won't get off the plane. Yeah. I mean, that's, yep. and that's then typical the Jets right out there. Of control. Yeah, yep. that, that sounds like a typical Jets season to me. We're going to play that be, back, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Would not be surprised in the slightest. I think the Jets at Buffalo are – I think it's Bills by six and a half or five and a half. Oh, just Bill, yeah, we'll get so into that. So that's a touchdown pretty much. And Gase will be gone, of course. The whole coaching staff will be gone. And I think the Jets, Douglas brings in his guy. I, I think so. I don't think they're going to do this garbage. They gave Joe Douglas a six-year deal. When you give somebody six years, they have a say in who they hire. And I think Douglas is going to bring in somebody, probably somebody from his days in Philly. If I had to guess, that guy DiFilippo makes a lot of sense. Or I dare, it better not be Jim Schwartz. I'll tell you that much right now. I'll tell you that much right now. Joe Douglas still has a lot to prove. Like these draft picks got a hit, and a few of them are already hurt. It don't matter that he has a lot to prove. He's going to be here for the next three years. No, exactly. Bare he, minimum. he traded the team's best player. Like that just pretty much reset the team. I mean, he has draft so picks excited. the next two years. It's. And this is so bad for Sam. If the Jets go 4-12, and 12, this is so bad for Sam. They're going to be fans saying, take Trevor Lawrence, take they're not the other guy. For, his they, for, they're not going to be bad enough to take a Trevor Lawrence or a Justin Fields. That's, I'm telling why can't, you. Man. Why can't Darnold have career highs and throw for 30 touchdowns and have the team win four games? I don't think that's possible. Y- yes, it is possible. I don't think that's possible. I think it's possible. Four games, it that is That means the is. offense is not bad. No more than if six. It'll be four to it'll be four to six games. If the team marches in marches into Buffalo and wins, how are you gonna be feeling? When the Angels win the pennant, that's how I feel. Marches into Buffalo. That game's not that crazy to win. Come on. All right. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Um so who is going to be let me get into three categories here for you. Give me your team MVP, MVP on a losing team. Only the Jets. Uh, most surprising player, and who do you think is on there last year with the Jets? All right, so team MVP. That's a good one. Hmm. It it better be one guy. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Are you saying Sam? Is that it? Better guy? be Sam Darnold, or else we're in big trouble. I was gonna say Marcus May or Sam, but yeah, I mean, he's a good one. If Sam, if Sam's MVP, I mean. He's got to be. I mean, we talked about it. <laughs> he needs to step up. He needs to be the best player on the team, frankly. So, I think you're right about that one. Who's your surprise player? Surprise player. Mm. We talked about Aston Davis, but I feel like I'll be stealing your pick if uh, I do that. I, that's not much of a surprise to me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Besides that sur- surprise player, I'm gonna go Brashad Perryman. Let's oh God. let's let's run this back after we're uh, four and twelve, oh, and cringe at what I just said. And what's wow. the next one? Who's on there? Who's in there? <laughs> I can't even take. Wow, Brashad Perryman. <laughs> Who is playing their final season as a member of the New York Football Jets? Oh, this is a no-brainer. We and we definitely agree on this, even though how much we love and appreciate him, but Le'Veon Bell. Let's go out with the bang, Le'Veon. No matter how much Adam Gase or offense line could hold you back, I'm wrong with Le'Veon. 
Yeah, for me, my MVP has to be Sam Darnold. I'm not going to give another answer than that. My most surprising player. I got a good one for you. I think it's going to be Bless Austin. He won like the start. He yeah, won he the other corner job. He impressed me a lot last year. A Mike McCagden draft pick, I might add. Yeah. And what was he, a seventh-round draft pick? He, sixth or seventh? Sixth-round six draft pick. He had a torn – he hurt his knee in college at a Rutgers. Yeah. And he, he had a big ceiling. That was the whole thing on him. Whenever you hear that about guys, it's like, oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. Well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But he actually played pretty well for the team, and he was their best cornerback at a point last year. I think he's going to be a player for them moving forward. I really yeah. do. I, I think he fits the defense perfectly. And I think he's going to evolve in his second year with more experience. So I'm going to I'm going to roll with Bless Austin there. And last year, I'm not going to go with Bell. I'm not going to go with him because I think if if he has that good of a year, I think they will find a way to restructure his contract. I strongly I'll, think that if if that, things, if things go well, because I think he's going to have. I don't know because part of me thinks it's going to be a time it's going to be a committee but I don't know cuz there's a small chance this team surprises everybody there's a small chance small very very small that's what I'm saying there's I'm going with chance. I'm going with no matter what win or lose I don't know how Marcus May feels about the Jets I think this really? might be it for him I think sadly enough this this might be it for him I really do I have a funny feeling they let him walk away this might be a Robbie Anderson situation again. I mean, this is a big year for May. When in May's draft class, that first year, he was better than Jamal. He was. He was. He was better coverage safety for sure. But Ashton Davis could ease. I know May's playing more of that Jamal role now, but I don't know, man. I have a feeling that Marcus May doesn't like the Jets franchise too much. That's my part of my thinking here. And you're not going to franchise tag him. He's not good enough to franchise tag. I'm worried. I am, but was I it, want to keep Marcus May. I've always told you. I always told you. Was there anything that you've heard or he has said that makes you think that or just your gut? Like, I think so because remember when Jamal was traded, he said, I'm receiving all this fake love or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he's a captain now. Things have changed, but I have a weird feeling. I hope I'm wrong. I love Marcus May. I told you when, when Jamal was doing all this nonsense, I said, hey, we need to pay Marcus May and get this guy out of here for two first-round picks. And boy, we're we we're, we're one we're one for two so far. Second one could be done. So I would, I would definitely be for Marcus May extension. I have I have hopes there. And Gase, obviously, yeah, we both agreed fired. Who do you think's the head coach for next year? Just before we get on to the game on Sunday. That's that's a good question. I haven't thought about that. So you said who's the guy that you said a guy from Philly? I think a guy from Philly, but who I would hire? Yeah. Oh, I would hire that guy, Joe Brady the Panthers offensive coordinator who was the LSU passing game coordinator yeah. last year. He was with the saints all those years. Yeah. He's, he's what an NFL head coach is nowadays. I think he would elevate Darnold a lot more than Adam Gase could ever dream of. Yeah. I would definitely go after like a good young offensive mind like that. That would be like my number one thing. Yeah. I would say like, obviously Jim Harbaugh, but that ain't happening. Yeah. Or, or, or big name too. They'll be like Rex all over here. again. Yeah, no big names coming here. But let's get into the game on Sunday. The Jets are a six-and-a-half-point underdog. I think that's a little generous. <laughs> At Buffalo, no fans. Josh Allen heading into his third year. Singletary, Zach Moss, Stephon Diggs, the new addition. 
Uh, John Brown on the outside, who we know him all too well as Jet fans. They got that tight end, too. Dawson Knox, yeah. Good offensive line, always good underneath Sean McDermott, and they're going to play good defense. Sean, give me your score. Score. Yeah, give me give me your score. How bad are the Jets? You don't have the Jets winning, do you? No, I would never. I would never jinx them in such way. If we, I mean, we're going to say they're going to lose both, both of us. But if we both predict a loss and they win, I will continue to predict losses no matter what. I'll get, I'll, I'm just going to predict whatever I feel. Mm, 20, 27, 14. I'll go nice and clean. Yeah, the Jets are going to get absolutely blown out of the stadium here, I think. Worse than I that? Re- yeah. Oh, wow. I think it's going to be 35-10. Wow. I think it's going to get very ugly soon. Early. Unfortunately, a, I hope I'm wrong. That's a, that's a very, very pessimistic approach. 35 to 10. Let's the, just, the Jets do not belong in the same field as the Buffalo Bills. I'm sorry. Josh Allen I mean, is a the roster, quarterback, yeah. but. I mean, the roster, roster is so much better than the Jets. On the road, a whole new offensive line. Receivers has, haven't practiced yet. It ain't, it ain't the Jets week. It's going to be I mean, a long day. It's on okay. the road. No fans, and it's not going to be cold like it normally would be in Buffalo if it was later in the season. But no, the the Bills have the better roster, but I'm not 35-10 uh, pessimistic. I have no expectations. So but slam that Bills minus six and a half, man. It's not a bad idea. I hope I'm wrong. I really just want to preface my comments by saying that to everybody. <laughs> I'm not trying to be negative. I don't want to be thought of as that guy, but I'm also not going to sit – we don't do this to wave pom-poms around and say everybody's great. I hope we're wrong. I hope everybody's great. I hope Brashad Perriman is that guy. I hope Denzel Mims is – I well, I actually have expectations for Mims, so I'm not even going to do that to him. Yeah. But, yeah, I hope Adam Gase is the guy that wins the Jets the Super Bowl. So, But it just looks like a throwaway season to me, man. As much as we want to get excited for it, Douglas is talking all this nonsense, how he doesn't want to put any money because – it's what dollar off of next year's cap. What <laughs> the hell yeah. is that? That's nonsense. Like, that's just basically saying I have a six-year deal. Who cares if we win or lose next year? Better draft picks. We're going to have cap space. It's a meaningless season anyway. That's what people are going to think of it. So, it's tough to get behind that. Yeah, it definitely feels like a punt season. It does feel like one, but I'm ready to go on Sunday. I don't know about you. Give me your bold expectation. What's your bold prediction this season? Besides Bashad Perryman? <laughs> nah, just I don't even want to hear that. What's your big Jets bold prediction this year? I have one for you, and I, I think you're going to like it. I think I'm going to like it. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chris Herndon prediction. I'm going to go Chris Herndon, 800 yards. That That's not that bold. I, think I was going to say 1,000, but I didn't want to be that. 1,000 would have been really bold. Yeah. I 800, yards, little... 800 yards yeah. for Chris Herndon. 10 okay. touchdowns. Okay. I like that. 810. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you a bold one because I like the player a lot. I hope it happens. Yeah. I think Jordan Jenkins has double-digit sacks this year in that Greg Williams defense. That would be huge for the team. And, you know, I like Jordan Jenkins, and he's – like you said, he's playing for that contract. He's going to be hungry. Yeah. And 
he's going to get his reps. <laughs> I like him a lot. I really do. I think if he was the second pass rusher on this team, he would be even better. Yeah. Akwe just gets traded for pennies and Douglas is picking his nose. Can't, it just would have been a dollar off of next year's cap, so I guess it, it didn't matter. Clowney <laughs> signs for a one-year deal. No, didn't need him. Nothing. Nothing. Just crickets. All these pretty good receivers are out there on the street. No. Sorry. Mohamed Sanu, don't need him. Hakeem Butler, don't need him. Who else is out there? Gabriel. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Braxton Berrios, man. We're back. <laughs> Even Demarius Thomas, who we've talked about on this show, give him a call. Yeah. This is – it'll get more intense if, like, we really have no depth. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's say Mims gets off to a slow start or Hammer Perryman gets hurt or any of the stars get hurt, really. Then it's really going to feel bad watching, like, Hogan out there and stuff. So, in review, 6-10, and 10, Sean. 4-12, and 12, Jake. Yeah. That's just so embarrassing, man. That is, yeah, that's not what, uh, you never want to be given those predictions about your team. I mean, no, it's really not a good feeling going into a season where you don't feel like you have a chance. This is the least amount of a chance I think I've ever felt with this team. Really? Oh man. I feel like we have zero chance. <laughs> I really do. Hey, I, yeah. I really hope. That the Jets just find a way to win on Sunday? I want to. You know what I want to do? I want to play back this episode at the end of the season. Laughing. And laughing. I, yeah. I want to do that. Yeah, I, I, I want to laugh. do that. But I know I'm just going to say, I was for, yeah, I, we We're on it. Before, we've been through this garbage how many times? All my friends tell me all the time, why do you let this team ruin your mood every day? I, they just do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Hopefully, yeah. I mean... It's it's about time we're due for some luck. It's about time we draft a receiver like Mims and he turns out to be a guy. It's about time, Sam. We have a franchise quarterback, and we, I think we both agree that Sam is a franchise quarterback. But oh, 100%. It's a, it's a huge year for him, and it's about time we, you know, get some magic going. Or all these at people, least they get a step forward, you know, something, you know. All these people have us drafting like Jamar Chase. Douglas is not drafting a receiver in the first round. You people are delusional. He's going to yeah. bring in who's a receipt, who's a free agent from Philly next year or from Baltimore who we, who we drafted. That's who he's bringing in. I'm going to be hard on this general manager. He's not getting no pass for this offseason. I'm sorry. I I don't care. It's a He did not do a, he did not do that good of a job this offseason. People think he did this amazing job. He really he didn't. I'm yeah. sorry. But well will the game start this season. Yeah, I mean, he's in the middle for me right now. His players have to hit his signings have to hit, and if the team looks bad, he's gonna look bad. So, but he didn't I'm even killed on him right now. What do you I mean know, his signings have to hit though? These like, draft like, picks, come too, on. you know what I'm saying? Draft picks, yes, I agree. But his signings, come on. We're Let's gonna say Perryman has a good year. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man, come on, man. I'm saying what if? I'm not saying he is. I'm saying what if? I still don't bring him back for next year. I mean, who knows? <laughs> that's, that's how I feel. We'll does see. Perriman, how many games does Perriman play this year? You think all 16? I he mean, he's probably play. never played all 16 in his career, right? Yeah, he's going to play nine games this year. Hopefully we – I mean, I can't wait to watch watch this episode back in uh, all of our predictions. Yeah, me too. 
But, Sean, that'll just about do it for today. We will be back next week recording our reaction to the potential slaughtering that could occur on Sunday in Orchard Park. And that'll be that. Our first reaction show is on next week. That's going to be... Oh, wow. Yeah. We're going to have some reactions. We're going to break down the game for next Sunday. Oh, that's going to be... I don't even want to think about next Sunday's game. You think this is going to be bad this Sunday. Just get ready for next week. San Francisco, we'll, right? Yep. And we're just going to have to tough out these next 17 weeks. Because I think there's <laughs> life. Tough it out. Think, I think about next year. That's the most positive thing I've said all night. Exactly. There, and it's like the Nets. Steve Cohen's coming. Yeah, I wish we had our Steve Cohen coming. But yeah, there's there's light. <laughs> Yankee fake, fan big, over here. Yeah, no, the, the, there's light. <laughs> There, you know, yeah, I mean, listen, this is a fake baseball season anyway. No, I'm just kidding. No, but, exactly. Season's fraudulent anyway. Yeah, it is. It's season, it, it's season is a little fraudulent this year, but yeah, baseball it is what it is. Uh, and we'll see everyone next week. Sean, hope you enjoy the game on Sunday. I'm sure we'll be always in contact. Always a pleasure. As always, go Jets.